This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. We are back and we are previewing Burnley against Manchester United at Turf Moor this Saturday at 8pm. We have got joining us in the studio Dave Statman-Roberts to give you all of the stats and facts ahead of that game. And we are joined by regular analyst and panellist Tom Whitaker, who's going to preview that game with us. So hold on to your hats and here we go. So let's let's Dave right in there, Delve. What a start. Dave, let's delve in. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. It's becoming a bit of a pattern for our shows that my opening sentence is usually wrong. I think I probably need to do some kind of warm-up before I start these shows. I think we need to be a bit more professional. Um, Tom, another preview show for you. Welcome, welcome. Good evening. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. No problem at all. We were very grateful for your input last week, actually, that you sent us that um, reaction video from Spurs. Uh, was it Spurs or was it Forest? Whichever one it was that we that we put out there. So thank you for that. He was the only one in the team who forward his contents we're always very grateful um right let's get cracking a preview show now dave before we get into the preview show i'm going to get my script right about the quiz because this year we're doing something very different we are not giving you a quiz question at the end of the show we're going to give it to you now you're going to listen to some bits throughout the podcast slash show and then we're going to give you the answer at the end see Told you I was going to get it right. What have you decided to set for our listeners this episode, please? Uh, well, once again, we're interested in individuals who've played for Burnley and Manchester United. And you might be interested to know there's 21 players who've represented both teams since the Second World War. But only three of them have played 50 or more league games for both Burnley and Manchester United. But can you name all three? We will have a look. There is definitely a pattern now coming towards our quiz questions, and I'm liking it. Um, I got I, some weeks I do very well, some weeks I don't. Um, Tom, we're not going to get you to give any away now, but can you think of any immediately before we get to the end of the show? Uh, I think I've got two. Yeah, I think. I think I've got. I think I've definitely got one. Possibly 
They're not recent ones. Oh, okay. One of mine's definitely right there. I think I've got one that came to mind straight away. Um, but yeah, let's have a look. We'll wait until the end of the show. Now, Tom, uh, before we let Dave loose on his stats and everything for the show, surely we must all be feeling relatively confident following that Forest result. We have finally got a point on the board. We played well. Um, aside from a shaky first 20 minutes of the game, Burnley definitely matched Forest, and I don't expect Forest will be in the relegation zone either. I think they'll be in that that chunk slightly above. Um, and we managed to get a point away. Could have been and should have been three. Um, and we are facing a Manchester United side who are most definitely struggling at the moment and underperforming. Does that confidence from the Forest point give you confidence that we can do something particularly at home on Saturday? Yeah, I think it has to. I think it's not just the result. I think the performance was the main thing. It was it was just so much better than we've seen in the first three games from yeah. a defensive standpoint. Uh, I think there was kind of a, a recognition from company that we have got to be a bit more pragmatic than we were in those first three games, bringing Brownhill in and bringing Taylor in. Um, and the balance of the team looks a lot better. And I think uh, as long as he kind of sticks with those two, we're going to see a better shape against Man United. We're not going to give them so much space that the press, uh, the pressing game wasn't as high of a pitch. No. And these are all lessons that we had to learn and, and it looks like we have learned them. So if we, if we line up in a similar way and we're playing a similar way, pretty confident um, that we've got the skills to hurt any team in the league this season. We look like we've got goals in this wherever we play. Um, so if we're a bit tighter at the back, then the way Man United are playing, we've, we've got every chance of getting something, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll come on to particulars of the, of the game, uh, of the, the team selection later on. Um, it's a little bit disappointing that we won't have our first choice strike threat, but certainly with some of the suggestions coming forward as how we replace Foster, which we'll look at later on in the show, um, yeah, I, I think Turf Moor's going to be rocking. It's eight o'clock on a Saturday night. I, you know, this is a fixture that Manchester United absolutely do not want. Let's put it that way. So I think we should definitely capitalise on that. Um, Dave, let's get going then. You are going to kick us off with the first of our features for this previous show, and that is the match results summary, please. Take it away, Dave. Yeah, we've got a summary of past home league matches against Manchester United. And this season's the 60th that Manchester United have been in the same league as Burnley. Uh, that includes, during their early days, as Newton Heath, their previous name before they changed it in 1902. Uh, Twelve have been in the second tier, and this is the 48th in the top flight. Uh, United have been ever-present in all of our nine Premier League campaigns. Overall, for home league matches, Burnley have won 27, uh, drawn 10 and lost 22 so far. Uh, and Burnley have outscored United in those. Uh, we've scored 93 goals and conceded 73, although that positive goal difference has continued to erode over recent seasons. Yeah, definitely. OK, moving on then, the first of our new features for this season, and that is the already fan favourite one to remember and one to forget. We look back at a couple of memorable past meetings with very conflicting results. So what have you chosen this time, Dave? Uh, well, I don't think it'll be the first time this match gets mentioned uh, over the weekend in various uh, media outlets. Uh, it probably becomes no surprise to anyone that Burnley's long-awaited top-flight match at Turf Moor in 2009, after a break of over 33 years outside of the top division, is our one to remember this time. After a memorable promotion in May of that year, thanks to the playoff victory over Sheffield United at Wembley, we began life back in the top flight with a 2-0 away defeat. That was away at Stoke City. 
on the opening weekend in August. But the atmosphere at Turf Moor was electric the following Wednesday. That was for the visit of the reigning champions, Manchester United. The match hinged on two moments of brilliance. The first was a very, very special goal from Robbie Blake, whose powerful volley at the cricket field end after just 19 minutes was met with a crescendo of noise like no other. And after goal scorer Blake had conceded the penalty at the other end just before half-time, it was time for the beast, Brian Jensen, to save Michael Carrick's spot kick. The 1-0 win was the first of four consecutive home victories for us at the start of that league campaign. Although it's been downhill at Turf Moor since then, with Burnley losing five and drawing two of the seven subsequent home Premier League matches against United, we haven't been disgraced in any of those defeats, losing 1-0 twice, as well as losing three by a 2-0 scoreline. So I want to forget is actually from the title-winning 1959-60 season. Hopes were high for a league double. Uh, That was after a 2-1 away win at Old Trafford on Boxing Day 1959 with goals from Jimmy Robson and Ian Lawson. But in the return match at Turf Moor two days later, uh, the high-flying Clarets, who were in third place in the table, gambled on scoring an equaliser while trailing 2-1 late in the game. As a consequence, ended up conceding two more late goals from Albert Scanlon, meaning that it finished 4-1 to the visitors. Thankfully, a strong second half of the season, culminating with a 2-1 win at Manchester City, that was at Main Road in May 1960, meant that we somehow took the title away from the grasp of Wolverhampton Wanderers at the very last moment. Ah, you'd have to go far back with that one, Dave. That's uh, that's definitely tested your research skills. Um, well, you know that we don't like to just take our word for it. We do like to speak to some of our opposition, um, their fans, to let get their views ahead of the game. And this week we spoke to known and ever preview show regulars, Johnny Hoare, I think is also joined by Oscar. We'll see when we hear the recording. We got their views ahead of the game. Hoi hoi, Burnley fans. Johnny here. Here to talk to you about Man United, and yes, it's true, we have had a terrible start to the season. We're in a bad moment, as Graham Potter would say, if he was here. Three straight defeats, conceding goals left, right and centre. Well, mainly centre. We do apparently have players in midfield, but I'm of the firm belief that they must be ghosts, because you can just run straight through them whenever you want. It's not a problem. Tend to play well for the first 20 to 25 minutes of games. Don't tend to score in that period. And then normally what happens is someone does something quite stupid uh, and things fall apart and everyone kind of gives up. Um, but there's all the off the field stuff, which uh, I think is probably having more of an impact than maybe people recognise. So when Greenwood, I remember when Greenwood news first came out two years ago, and the rest of that season, when Ragnick was around, we were absolutely appalling. So, yeah, I, I do wonder if all the stuff with Anthony and Sancho and so on is, and Greenwood does have uh, an effect on the, the kind of whole culture of the team. Um, we have this weird thing where we just seem to play roughly at the level of the opposition. We can match Bayern for a bit at least. And Tottenham and Arsenal, those games could have easily gone either way, but then equally... Playing against Forest or Wolves, we just seem to look about the same level. So I'm not sure when we're playing up or playing down because I really have no idea what our level is this season. But 
I'm sure it's going to get better. Um, so, yeah, reasons to be cheerful. We're playing Born Again Burnley, so I'm hoping uh, you continue to be nice and open. There's lots of space to attack into. Got a really big injury list, but I think Mount of Varane is supposed to be back this weekend. Amrabat, not sure about. Uh, Hoyland's been good so far, definitely making a difference. Region also has been surprisingly good. Pleasant surprise. Lots of uh, enterprise and dynamism from him. Um, so team-wise, I am going to say or hope that we have Varane coming in for Lindelof. And although I never really liked Mount playing for England on the right wing, given the absolute state of the rest of our right wing, I'm going to say uh, he'll come in for Palistri in that position. And I'm going to predict a 3-1 away win. Patrick Rasmus. Bye. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, Dave, final stat, referee. Oh, we're all a little bit down on referees at the moment, so please give us some good news um, and let us... Oh, actually, before we get on to this, hilariously, in last week's preview show, one of your stats that you put from that, um, you weren't with us last week, was um, that Wrong. our referee... <laughs> No, it wasn't wrong. Wrong. no, 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 no. You'd put in the referee stat that there'd been no red cards in his previous games. I was, and I remember yeah. reading it in the script, going, "Oh, yeah. Dave, you've absolutely like completely jinxed us there." And lo and behold, elbow in the chest, and we get a red card. So sorry. So give us some good news. Who's refereeing? We're going to get a competent official, Dave. Let us know. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, it's been a while since Tony Harrington refereed the Burnley match. The Hartlepool-based official was in charge just over seven years ago when we suffered an extra time defeat in the League Cup at Accrington Stanley. Uh, since then, he's been promoted to the select one group of officials. That was in summer 2021. But in just over two seasons, he's only taken charge of nine Premier League matches. They're obviously breaking him in gently, I think. Uh, this will be just his fifth Burnley match overall. The other four have resulted in two defeats. We lost at home to Reading early in the 2015-16 Championship winning season, as well as that defeat at Accrington Stanley, uh, as well as uh, two wins, which were from the 2013-14 season. A 4-0 League Cup victory at York City, as well as a 2-0 home win in the league against Doncaster Rovers. Uh, I'm saying it again, there were no red cards in any of his previous four Burnley matches. Uh, Simon Hooper will be in charge of the GPT, or Goal Prevention Technology, as the video assistant <laughs> referee on Saturday evening. GPT. 
I love it. You listened to our uh, podcast. I think that's been very much the common theme from our fans this week. I think there's a frustration that for some of the good that VAR can do across the league, it seems to be that its intention is to just find any way that they can disallow a goal. And if they absolutely can't, then fine, the goal stands, which, you know, you can kind of look at that and think, well, or maybe that's the whole point of it, because if it's an illegal goal, it shouldn't stand. But to me, the benefit of the doubt should be, the, the, the fear should be to let the goal stand unless there's something clear and obvious or something that's a definite infringement. The levels to which they are going to subjectively disallow these goals, um, I very much love GPT. We're going to start adopting that on the Known and Never podcast. Now, Tom, let's start up front. Let's start with personnel. Um, we've talked about this a little bit recently, so I'm pretty sure I know how you're going to go with this, but how do we deal with the loss of Lyle Foster? Yeah, it's a tricky one with Abafemi out and Rodriguez hasn't really had a, a look in yet this season and, and I think he's probably on his way out, you'd imagine, after this season. So I'm not convinced the company will start him. I think he's perhaps an option off the bench, but I think you'd probably be looking at, uh, with the way that Burge played in the number 10 role when he came on on Monday night, you'd probably be tempted to put Amduni up front and then Burge at number 10, I would think. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think maybe it'd be interesting to see what Amduni's like at centre-forward. Because he just, I mean, his feet, every time he gets the ball, I, I go to my dad, God, his feet are fantastic, aren't they? They are, yeah. <laughs> I'll say that 10 times a game, but he's, he's brilliant feet. So you'd think he could do that kind of back-to-goal, link the play-up job quite well. Um, but then we would miss him kind of picking it up in the middle and, and carrying it 20, 30 yards if he was playing there. So not 100% sure if he's in number nine, but I think he's probably the best option with what we've got on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. And let's see how it goes. And I think this option's become more popular and more available because of that increased performance from Sander Berge. I mean, you know, it's difficult because he'd only just come into the club, but certainly in that deep midfield central role alongside um, Josh Cullen, didn't really make much of an impact in those first three games. Of course, it's difficult against that quality of, of side, but it, it just didn't, it didn't really get off to the best of starts. When he came on against Forest and played much higher open, I mean, look at the, the goal should have stood anyway. We're clearly not over this yet. We're going to keep talking about it. But just his skill alone for the goal that, that Foster should have had was an incredible show of strength. And he just found space that, that we couldn't have. And the, the, the Forest defence were, were struggling to, to contain him. So I don't think we'd have been talking in this manner about Sander Burge filling that role unless we'd have tried it against Forest and it had been so successful. Um, further down the pitch then, do we? I'm presuming you are comfortable that we stick with the old guard of Gunmanson and Brownhill and Taylor in there, given the impact. Oh, actually, no. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. We can keep, we can keep, I was thinking about Burge then, but obviously that's fine. Um, given the impact that they had on Monday against Forest, particularly at left back, I don't see any reason to not start them again. Yeah, I think the, the team that we were picking before didn't really make sense compared to the team that we had against Forest. Like you say, Burge doesn't look good in the position that Brown Hill was playing. Amdini's not a right, uh, sorry, Aldekiel's not a right back and Roberts isn't a left back and the team looks a lot better on Monday. So I think apart from the enforced change with Foster, there's no reason to change anything else as far as I can see. No, that's fine. Um, generally speaking then, I know we touched on this at the, at the top of the show, but given the poor form, I know some people have said on Twitter today, I know Leighton uh, t- tweeted us about this and he definitely said like, 
surely United can't stay this bad for long term. I think a lot of Burnley fans have got a little bit Burnley-fied in their head and gone, oh, they're obviously going to, my dad's the same, oh, they're going to come good when they play us, you know, all of this, but but they really are showing some vulnerability in the, the first half of the season. And I think this is one of the best chances that we've got to correct that poor run that we've had against United at Turf Moor following that Robbie Blake score. Um, what are your confidence levels like, generally speaking, Tom? Yeah, I think you have to kind of recognise that it's easy to sort of say, oh, look at United, they look vulnerable, they're conceding goals. They'll be saying the same thing about us, um, especially the way that we played at home. So you, you have to temper that somewhat. I do think we'll play better if we pick the same team. I think we'll be better, we'll give a better showing of ourselves than we did against Spurs for sure. And I think it's a good time to play Man United. I think if you look at their away form, not just over this season so far, but if you look at it over the calendar year, it's been really bad. I think I remember reading of anyone sort of two or three away games, I think, in the Premier League in 2023. Mm. Um, so you'd like to think that we've got a chance of getting something. Um, they've got a lot of injuries as well. Um, the, the injury list is, is crazy at the minute. And you saw the, the bench that they had on Wednesday night against Bayern Munich. There were, there were not many options to come on there. With them having played a game in midweek as well, um, you know, some away travel, you'd like to think maybe there's a, a, a little bit tired legs there as well. Mm. Um, so with all that, it's a good time to play them. It's a good opportunity, but we do have to remember, you know, a, a good point away at Forest doesn't mean that we've cracked it yet. And we're going to have to be uh, considerably better than we've shown at home so far this season if we do want to get anything. So I'd like to say I'm confident. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm a lot more confident than I was after the Spurs game. Um, but I'll be more than happy with the draw, I think. Excellent. Well, a draw would be a great... I'd, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, bothered with the draw. Do you want to give me a score prediction then, please, Tom? Or are you going uh, with a draw? Yeah, well, uh, I always say with these things, my heart says 2-1, my head says 2-2. Two, two. Um, yeah, let's, let's say 2 at least. 2-2, two, two, I like it. Dave, I'm loving the renewed... The, 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 just this positive attitude. Don't let me down. I've, lo I've loved the new Dave this season of the previous show. Give me a score prediction. Well, Tom's preempted my prediction because I was going to go for 2-2 two, two as well. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm going to I'm going to be the voice of positivity on the previous show and I'm going to go with 2-1. I'm going to nick Tom's heart thing. I'm going to I'm going to go for that. Let you two have the 2-2. Two, two. Listeners let us know what your score prediction please is. Um you know how to get in touch with us. We would love to hear what you think we are going to do. Okay. Before we finish off the well, as we finish off the preview show, Dave, um, you're going to treat our listeners, please. Dive deep into those pockets of yours and let our listeners have your miscellaneous stat of the week. This comes back nicely to what we were just discussing before about who could possibly replace Lyle Foster. Um, since that memorable Robbie Blake goal against Manchester United in August 2009, Burnley have only managed to score one goal in 701 minutes of football against Manchester United at Turf Moor. Yeah. despite finding the net much more regularly on our intervening visits to Old Trafford. The scorer of that only other home Premier League goal against United was Jay Rodriguez, ah. who found the net in the 1-1 draw between the two teams in Burnley's 5,000th league game at Turf Moor in February 2022, with a little bit of help from a certain Vout Veghorst, remember him, in the build-up. We've forgotten about him. We've moved on from him. Um <laughs> hilarious okay let's wrap that up then we have given you our preview of the United game let's do a couple of housekeeping matters before we sign off for this week firstly FPL 
you will have seen already published that Adam has done an FPL update for us. Uh, if you haven't already checked that out, you can see that on our YouTube channel and through our podcast. Um, he gives you the update as to where we are with this season's uh, None and Ever FPL. Um, good luck, obviously, to all of our league managers um, ahead of game week six. There's no Friday evening or Saturday lunchtime matches in this game week. So the deadline to get your teams and your captains and your substitutions and your transfers and all of that done is actually 1.30 on Saturday afternoon afternoon um as well as playing any of those magic beans that you need to play as well um as adam would say green arrows to you all i don't know what that means but that's on my script and therefore i am going with it so green arrows to you all does that mean you've gone up the table do you get a little green and you get it see i don't know what they are because i'm always red (laughs) i've always got that red mark next to mine or something weird that says you've not moved because I'm at the bottom and I can't go any further. Um, so I don't really know. I don't know what the green arrow is. Um, okay, Dave, quiz question. You said it at the beginning of it. You wanted to know. You wanted us to name those players who have played more than fifty league games or just fifty games, fifty, 50 league, league games, games for both Manchester United and Burnley. Both Tom and I. Tom thinks he's got two. I think I've got one. <laughs> Given I've only got got one. Oh, you've got three. All right. Let me go first then because you've got two other shots at it. So I'm going to start with Andy Cole. No. Got to go further back than that. Oh, really? Oh, God. He didn't play that many games for us. He said it was for two seasons, didn't he? Did he only stay for one season? Oh, okay. I thought it was two seasons. Well, yeah, no, he's definitely not played 50 then. Damn it. I don't know. Okay. Tom, what are your guesses? Uh... Mike Phelan. Oh, yeah, yep. of course. Mm. Willie awesome. Morgan. Yeah. And John Kennelly. Yeah, all three. Thanks. Hang on a minute. Tom, did you cheat? No, I didn't cheat. You've seen, I've been on the camera the whole time. You haven't seen me with a book or anything, have you? I'm highly suspicious. Okay. Conroy, uh, Phelan, sorry, Mickey Phelan is definitely one I should have got, and I accept that that one was an error. But the other two, how have you got? I'm not having that. I think, I think, I think you've gone into the John Roberts bank of cheetah bits there. We'll see how we are. Um, <laughs> listeners, do let us know how many of you've got. And better still, we do love hearing from you guys on Twitter, on email. So if you've got any fond memories of any of those players, whether you're one of our Manchester United fan listeners or whether you are one of our clarets. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear your memories, especially Dave. He loves getting involved, um, especially as he was probably still already watching back in those days when they were playing, I do. Sorry. Okay, that's not a good way. Let's not... I've seen seen Matt Phelan play, not the other two. (laughs) Yeah, I think I suspect the upsetting your stats guy um, and the producer of your preview show is probably not a wise strategy. So let's leave it there, listeners. Um, for everybody who's going to be at Turf Moor on Saturday night, let's um, make that fortress as loud and as hostile as we possibly can. Let's make it incredibly uncomfortable for those Manchester United players. Raise the roof, cheer the boys on, and let's celebrate the first win of the season. I'm absolutely convinced it's going to come. Um, if you've got any questions or any comments and you know how to get in touch with us, you can leave comments on our social media pages or you can email us at previewshow at nonanever.net. We will be back on probably Tuesday with our analysis show where our panellists will be picking apart that game and going through all of the major talking points, and we would love you to get involved, so do drop us a line. 
in the meantime, in the meantime, take care all. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time. The Known and Ever podcast is brought to you in association with the TalkSport Fan Network. Our host and editor is Natalie Bromley and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Rich Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby and Adam Dennett. Our music is provided by George Gaskell and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonenever.substack.com. Thanks as ever go to our partners TalkSport. We are proud to be associated with the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.